Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525. This is Dr. David Anderson, senior pastor and founder of Bridgeway Community Church in Columbia, Maryland. And I am so glad that you are tuned in now to our new special Saturday edition of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. You're going to hear conversations from recent talks where I've connected with radio listeners just like you to help them build bridges of reconciliation, race, religion, relationships. Are you ready? Let's get started. We are talking today about the theology of social media. Let me remind you of the base foundational verse that I've used. I have many, but this one is the one I want to stick uh, with you. I wanted to stick with you. Proverbs 18.21, which says basically the tongue has the power of life and death. And so what we say matters, but sometimes I think we only think that means with our mouth, but it really means with the way we talk, uh, the wise man, Solomon didn't have texting or he would have said, uh, what you say on texts, uh, has the power of life and death. What you say on social media has the power of life and death. What you say uh, on Instagram has the power of life and death. He would have said that, I'm sure. I want to talk to you about it. What do you think is the appropriate use of social media and the Internet? I'm going to start my show off in the, uh, on the phone lines in, let's see, Silver Spring, Maryland, with Dolores, who's on the line. Hi, Dolores. It's Dr. Anderson here. How you doing? Fine. How are you doing? I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for calling. Hey, what do you think about this topic? I think um, I'm probably not getting it exactly right. I thought you meant in terms of just having those devices and using them in in general, because I have a comment about that. Oh, I want to hear it. Go for it. Yeah, I, I'm a Christian myself, and I, I don't mean just a church goer. Uh-huh. I mean, I am devout in the Spirit. I live the Word daily. Mm-hmm. I think about God all the time. I praise Him in every way. I also believe that I have two older children that mm-hmm. have uh, devices, and to me it takes away most of their time from spending with the Lord. Mm-hmm. See, my thing is, I'm 71 years old, and, and I've been safe for a long time, but I, I say to anyone who's listening to me, mm-hmm. most of the time, those devices are nothing but distractions. Mm. I spent all of my time doing what I got to do, like manage my household, taking my husband, yada, yada, yada. Where do I have two and a half hours to send my thing across, just looking at things and talking? It? Where, <laughs> is, where is God in there? Uh-huh. I mean, you need God today more than ever. I mean, I always need him. I mean, we need him from birth on. But okay. there's so, so many distractions. So your where, bottom, where your, is God? Your bottom line is that, and you may be right partially here, Dolores, your bottom line is that, Devices like your cell phone and the internet and computers and stuff, they can be very distracting and to take you off of your purpose if you let them. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yeah. You know, like the point being is God made us. He created us for his glory. Mm -hmm. We are created to glorify God. Mm -hmm. So if I'm not using that device 
you know, to maybe uh, talk to someone about Christ. Like my daughter, she lives in uh, Michigan. She, you know, she was talking to these homosexuals a week ago, and some of them really were harsh with her. And I said, look, you did your job. Just shake the dust from your feet and move on. That's mm. what she uses her for. And it's not every day, all day, maybe an hour and a half. But her kids will have devices, like my son and okay. my daughter. And they constantly, I'm driving down the highway, <laughs> people are almost killing me, looking at their devices, texting uh-huh. people. I'm saying, but yeah. the be- I'm not talking to the world. I'm I hear you. To believers. No, you I hear you. But you're using, down but you're using a device now, right? You're using a device now, right? You're talking on my car phone. I don't do that when I'm out uh-huh. in public. But you're using, but you're using it for a good thing, is what I'm saying. So the device itself is not evil; it's how you use it. Is that right, Miss Dolores? No, that's what I said about my daughter. She actually witnessed for hers. But I'm saying you can't. Some kids still know. Oh, some grown-ups. They still that's know true. things like someone is paying them. That's so true. I'm talking yeah. on a car phone to you. Yeah. Because I heard your message before I got to the grocery store. <laughs> so I, said, I hope you know I can be able to. Well, you got you got you got through, and you got. No, you got through and you got your message across, and I appreciate it, Miss Dolores. Thank you so much. And how many of you agree with her? I mean, she makes a good point, doesn't she? You can get distracted by these devices. Of course, she's on one, but she's using it to call me. Real talk with Dr. David Anderson. Hi. Hopefully, I'm not a distraction. I see y'all who are online as well, but I want to know what you think about this topic. Let's go to Greenbelt, Maryland, and talk to Michelle. Hello, Miss Michelle. David Anderson here. How you doing? Hey, Dr. Anderson, how are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging out with me today. How you doing? What's going on? Awesome. Before we started, I just want to thank you for such a phenomenal, awesome show you have here every day. Oh, I'm filled with gratitude to listen to you every single day. And you are an unselfish person. You're always promoting other people's businesses. And you just do really good, positive stuff. It's oh, like thank positive you. energy. Yay, I so, love that. I love that. Thank you so yeah, much, I wanted Michelle. to put that out there. But um, my thing with technology, and I feel like you mentioned something about people dating. Was I yeah. wrong? No, I mentioned that, too, because all that's a part of technology now, okay. isn't it? No, absolutely. My thing to people who are dating online mm-hmm. and all of this, that mm-hmm. if you meet somebody and it starts out with texting, uh-huh. texting is an unemotional tool. I would immediately disconnect. Because mm. if a person only wants to communicate with you texting, mm-hmm. then they can easily get rid of you texting, number one. <laughs> number two, seriously, when you meet people online, please do not be an open book. There's so many predators out here. That's true. And often older women are people who've been lonely for a long time or mm-hmm. alone for a long time. They meet people, they are super excited, and they put everything out there. Give yeah. that person a little at a time. Rest assured, with all the open information yeah. out here, you can find out anything yeah. you want, but you don't need to give that person everything about you. You do you need, need to be to wise. You're suffering, no. you're hurt. You yes, do. because people, you there's do. so many predators out here. That's true. You have to be you discerning. Know? I think it's important to yes. be discerning. Because you're right, and and I think you make a good point. That don't put all your business out. Because once you put it out, it's out there, isn't it, Michelle? Oh, oh my God! And those uh, I call them CDM, cunning, deceit, cunning, manipulative, deceitful people. Mm. They are out here, ready and waiting. They're in churches. Mm-hmm. They're everywhere to prey on women and men. So yeah. my thing is be careful, be cautious, and yep. if you meet someone that's texting, then that's all they want to do is text. 
I would discontinue that because that means that there's no emotions or yeah. any verbal communication, and you could easily be cut off the same way. Yeah, I got you. Hey, Michelle, thank you. Need you. Thank you so much for your comment. It was a good one. I appreciate you from Greenbelt, Maryland. If you want to give me a call, let me give you the number. Then I'm going to Fort Worth, Texas. 888-432-7434. 888-432-7434. Or if you're trying to memorize it, remember the word bridge. 888-43-BRIDGE. All right, let's go to Fort Worth, Texas and talk to Joshua, who's on the line. Hello, Mr. Joshua. David Anderson here. How you doing? Hey. I'm doing well, thank you. I'm on Facebook, and uh, I just found your program on here. I'm always searching for theology stuff. So I love it. I'm glad to be on. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, you know, and that's that's kind of what I wanted to call about is because I found you on Facebook, and I'm able to be edified and encouraged scripturally and biblically uh, in a way that I hadn't before. Love uh, so it. I think that this it's a powerful tool for the gospel. Um, you know, I, I've been doing a Facebook broadcast myself for about five months. Oh, wow. I've had theology professors and and pastors and teachers from different churches oh. and denominations come on and just talk theology with us. Love it. And in five months, I'm, I'm 27 years old, right? In yeah. five months, we've reached 80,000 people wow. um, with the gospel, man. Wow. Uh, and, and, and rich, deep theology. Um, a door has been opened up to get on television. So wow. we'll be in a so million see, homes across the world. You see, Joshua? From Facebook. See, Joshua, you're a good example of how to use modern technology and social media to advance the kingdom of God. So you are using the well, think, medium in a great way. Uh, you know, Paul, Paul uh, uh, historically, we know that uh, the earliest books that we have, because we, we know there's scrolls and all this other stuff, but the earliest books we have are actually instituted by the church. Mm. That the, the modern binding of uh, documents and papers together mm-hmm. into a book form, as we would re- acknowledge a book, started by the church. The church was always trying to get the most effective medium of communication out there mm. to get the gospel out there. Mm. What are people using? What are people on? What's the best way to reach them where they're at? Uh, mm. And they invented these these books. They invented these bindings for the purpose of distributing the gospel together. Because, yeah. you know, Acts and Luke would travel together and these kinds of things. So, uh, you know, I think, I think the early That's apostles great. would have done it. I think Jesus would have done it. Yeah. Uh, well, I love the fact that you found me searching theology, and I'm so happy that you called. Thanks a lot, Joshua, from Fort Worth. Texas, I appreciate it, my friend. Take care of yourself, and thank you so much. 888-432-7434. That is my number live in studio. If you want to give me a call right now, I'll talk to you about uh, social media. What principles should you use? Uh, uh, How should you be careful and cautious? Uh, How do you use it for good? Uh, Now, listen, I had a conversation today with some people about uh, somebody that, you know, is in our uh, circle of of acquaintances who uh, doesn't use his social media very nicely. Like, you know, so, you know, picking fights, uh, picking issues to fight people with, uh, you know, is that what you want to be known for as a believer, a fight picker on social media? Some, some of you literally, and again, I don't know if it's you or not. So if it's not, you don't be offended. If it is you uh, if the shoe fits, right. Uh, You got to wear this honestly before the Lord. Do you use social media to pick a fight? with other people. And, and if you are, that's a sin because you shouldn't be picking fights with people, period. That's like going up to somebody at a Starbucks and just pushing them around and picking a fight with them. You know, what do you believe? What do you think? 
You know, who do you vote for? Who's your candidate? I'm defending my candidate. Why would you be belligerent? Why would you be contentious? If if it says that spiritual leaders in the church ought to, ought to be tempered, then we're all supposed to be growing to be spiritual leaders. So that should be a that should be a goal that we would be the kind of person that's a temperate uh, person that is not uh, uh, fighting. Right. I mean, that's what the scriptures say. And so we're supposed to not be that kind of person. But somehow when we get behind a keyboard, even if it's a small keyboard with our thumbs on our phone, we get very bold. We get very courageous. But how many of you, if the Lord said, I want to look at your cell phone, I want to look at your keyboards that you use. How many times would he say that's sin, that's sin, that's sin, that's sin. Somehow we feel like we can sin with our bodies, but not with our devices. Right. Maybe unless it's porn. All right. And then we're like, OK, that's I crossed over there. But how if it's not porn? How if it's just uh, continual shopping of, for things you don't need? How if it's uh, wasting time like my first caller talked about Dolores, where you are just continually surfing and, and uh, you know, scanning and spending hours doing that? Wouldn't wouldn't that be a waste of time that you could be doing something else with it's worth a conversation at least right some people they can't even uh like be at a restaurant without everybody hearing their conversation well let's talk about it 888-432-7434 this is real talk with dr david anderson Have you ever walked into your basement and there was that smell? You weren't quite sure what it was, mold, mildew, cracks, or blistered paint in your walls? Well, listen, you need to call Best Buy Waterproofing. They'll come by, give you a free inspection, and they'll let you know, is it water wreaking havoc on the foundation of your home? They have more than 30 years of experience, and they're ready to give you and all my listeners a free basement inspection. All you got to do is give them a call, 844 844- 980-3707. One more time. Here's the number. 844-980-3707. Or check them out at bestbuywaterproofing.com. And by the way, if you do business with them, they'll donate $500 to support my radio ministry. So give them a call. Best Buy Waterproofing. You know, that's another thing about serving God is what it does for you. I mean, when you feel like you've been, look, when you're used by people, it's humiliating. But when you're used by God, it's humbling. Uh, It just blesses your soul that God would use someone like you and someone like me. This is what Paul is talking about. How in the world, Lord? I was a blasphemer. I was a persecutor. I was a violent man. But because you showed me mercy and because you poured out your grace on me and then you gave me faith and you gave me love and your unlimited patience, God, thank you so very much for using me. And it's it's just humbling to be used by God and feel so good. And so if, if you're not being used by God, get in on what God is up to. Surrender yourself to his service. Don't just serve yourself. Start serving him and find out how good it feels. And that's not the reason why we do it. We do it because it's the Lord Christ we are serving. And he will reward us for our service. Uh, but I'm telling you, the result and the effect of God using you and using your gifts and your abilities and your money, your resources and your talents, nothing feels better. I promise you, nothing feels better than being used by God. 888-432-7434. I'm going on the road now in Glen Burnie, Maryland to talk to Paul. 
Hey, Paul, it's Dr. Anderson here. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you, Dr. Anderson? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging with me today. What are you thinking? Yep. Yeah, so uh, I, I was intrigued by your topic, and um, and I wanted to uh, just ask you a couple questions, if I could. Please do. Um, I've been in an insurance career for most of my life, about 37 years, and I'm heading into retirement, mm. and uh, my whole life, really, I felt like I was called to be a teacher, and I've done things in my church the whole time. Okay. And I've uh, considered, um, you know, actually going to a seminary that would uh, build me up and, and more fully equip me to more broadly teach in the broader body of Christ. Mm-hmm and even possibly bring teaching to areas that don't get good teaching, like the third world and that sort of thing. Yeah. But um, I guess a couple questions I might just throw at you. One is I, I'm hesitant to leave the business community because I feel like I'm salt and light in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. And then the other thing is uh, uh, just the right path in terms of, I guess that has to be discerned, but how exactly to... Uh, to target that gifting or those training, that training, whatever it might be. Right, right, right. So you're saying you're considering retiring from what you're doing to get into further ministry, maybe more full-time? Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, that's right. Yeah, and are you thinking of... Go ahead, getting more training first. Understood. And are you thinking about uh, getting training from afar doing like a distance program or are you thinking about leaving where you are and going to live somewhere while you get the training? You understand my question? I do. And it's part of my, my question. Yeah. It's like I, I'm open to either one. I think some things you only learn by being there and some things you can learn on a distance basis. So Correct. Okay. Uh, I think part of my discernment is going to be, uh, you know, going and seeing these places. And sometimes I know with my kids, when I took them to colleges, they yeah. didn't know where they want to go, but they went and visited, and now all of a sudden they knew where they wanted to go. Exactly. So, would you go you by? Know, would you go with your kids? That. Yeah. Would you go with your family, or would you be going on your own? Uh, I probably would go with It's just my, not my wife and I now. We're uh, empty nesters, so Understood. she would go with me. Understood. Well, there's a couple ways to do it. Um, how old are you? I'm 62. And do you I probably have, got two or three years to go before I retire. Understood. And do you have a uh, um, a bachelor's degree? I do. Yes. Excellent. Do you have a master's degree? No, just a bachelor's. Okay. So you you have options then. So I probably would go towards a master's training. Sure, but you have options now because you already have a bachelor's. You can move. Uh, and or you can stay. If you have about three years before retirement, I'd get into a program personally that's a distance learning program where you still have to go in, like Moody Bible Institute has a Master's of Ministry or an MDiv that you can literally go in for 40 hours on a, for like one whole week, all right? And then you come out of the week uh-huh. of classes, eight hours a day, five days, eight hours of class, eight hours a day, five days, 40 days a week. Uh, 40 hours a week, and then you uh, go back home, but you're writing papers, you're studying, you're reading, you're doing projects, and then when you're done that, you'll go back again and do and do it. And so it's distance, but you also have classroom mixed with it, and you can do that in a three- to six-year period. 
Um, just like the school where wow. I, yeah, just like the school where I'm the chancellor, it's a distance learning in that you can go to the campus in Tennessee for a, uh, for a week. They call it a core. And then you walk away with 30, 60, 90, and 120 days worth of reading, writing, and research to do. And when you've completed all that, you go to core two and then to core three and four and five and six. And then core seven is basically when you write your thesis or you write your uh, dissertation for either your master's or for your doctorate. And so I, I really like the school that I'm uh, the chancellor of because it's for it's for adults that are working, but they still want to write and research. But if you want to do specific seminary training, again, Moody Bible Institute has a great program. You have Trinity Evangelical Divinity School. They're in Chicago, and they have a one-year or two-year master's program, so you could actually move there and be a part of it full-time. There are a lot of different programs, and I would say start doing your research. If you're serious about it, take the next couple of months, do your research, make your visits, make your phone calls, uh, and then make a decision on when you want to start, let's say, like August or September of this year. Uh, And you have like a good three years before you retire. You can be well-equipped by them educationally. Uh, and then also you want to get up under a pastor where you can actually or a ministry where you can actually serve uh, while you're uh, doing yeah. your academic training. You want to also be doing ministry training. So that's my two cents on that. What do you think? Very Paul? Good. Sounds great. I guess the one question I have is those types of programs where you do a period of time there and then come home. What are those programs called? Sometimes they call them modular programs. Uh, sometimes they're distance learning programs. But just because it says distance learning, it doesn't mean there's classroom. So I like the ones that have classroom I to do. it. There are some Internet, uh, you know, I have a, one of my pastors. He got a degree. He never, ever went to the location. He just did it all online. And you also have classes with other people on the Internet. Um, but I like I see. when you have classroom and distance because you get to talk to a professor, yeah. talk to other other uh, students, you get to stretch one another, and then you you part ways and you go do all your work, and then you come back again, and there's a whole new group of people you get to meet, and and so I, I kind of like a modular program like at OGS, the the school I'm at, OGS.edu. If anybody wants to look into that, but there but when it comes to like Bible degrees, Moody Bible Institute, Trinity Evangelical Divinity School. Uh, I think that maybe even Dallas Theological Seminary may have something that's of a distance learning uh, right now. But I would definitely start doing your homework on this one. Thank you very much. That's helpful information. Well, that's wonderful. Hey, listen, God bless you, Paul. On the road in Glen Burnie, I love the fact that he is uh, saying, you know what? I want to get equipped. I definitely want to do the work I need to do in order to truly be theologically trained. I always love that. Let's go to Larry, who's in Woodbridge, Virginia. Hey, Larry, how you doing, sir? I'm doing fine, Dr. Anderson. How are you doing there, sir? I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging out with me. What are you thinking today, sir? I got a question. I always heard this from all the um, preachers, pastors, and stuff like this. Uh, when Once you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, once you're saved, uh, you're always saved. And then another question is, is there such thing as being a backslider? There is a such thing as being a backslider, yes. And I do believe that once you're saved, you are always saved if you really are saved. Now, there are a lot of people who may think that they're saved. There are a lot of people who may be what I call professors, 
but they're not possessors. But once you possess Christ and he possesses you, there's nothing that can steal you away from the grip of his hand. He, you are his and he is yours. Uh, now, can you backslide? Well, of course you can. But that doesn't make you no longer a child of God. It just makes you a backslidden child of God. Just like if you were to give birth uh, along with a spouse to a child, that child is always going to be your child. Now, what kind of child they're going to be? Well, there, there's another sermon right there, right? But, you know, some of us have children, right. you know, and grandchildren who may not be walking with the Lord right now. They're still our children. They still bear our name. And once you come into Christ, uh, you bear his name, whether you're a good witness-bearing child or a bad witness-bearing child. The bottom line is you're still his child. Is that clear to you, Larry? Uh, uh, yes, sir. That helps me out a whole lot. <laughs> I was I was I was a believer, just like what you said. But I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I want to make sure that I'm not teaching nobody the wrong thing my own self. Well, yeah, that's that's how I look at it, and I have a lot of scripture to back that up. But uh, definitely, you can be secure in your salvation if you're truly saved. Now, again, there's some people that aren't uh, secure because they right. haven't, they truly haven't examined themselves and maybe they just walked an aisle or shook a hand, but it never took, you know, but once it takes, right. once it takes, uh, he takes you and nobody's going to take you away from him. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Thank you, sir. God, you have a blessed weekend. Well, thank you, sir. You too. God bless you. You've been listening to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition, a ministry of Bridgeway Community Church. We would love to have you join us at Bridgeway in our Performing Arts Theater in Columbia, Maryland, for one of our three identical Sunday services at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., and noon. Or join us online at www.bridgeway.cc. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson airs live weekdays on this station and is ready to take your calls. Tune in at 3 p.m. weekdays on WAVA 105.1 FM. We hope to see you tomorrow at church.